here we are with Ravenloft Conspiracy at Kresik. It is February 2018. I am Devin the Game Guy, and to my left we have X playing Y. Tyler playing Phineas Grossfellow. Kevin playing Asher. And Peter Jack Angus. Alright gang, let us recap what happened last session. Who would like to go first? We went down the mines and had an adventure. It was a lovely time. We for the corpse. Hmm. We also reappropriated some documents. Sounds about right. So yes, yeah, so you went into the Kresik mine, which I'm going to say is a salt mine, because the book says Kresik has salt mines, mm-hmm. and other minerals are inside there. Of course, that's not how rock works. Multiple rocks can be in one place, <laughs> but primarily salt, which explains the base acids down there. But like, you know, silver, iron, steel, or not steel, because steel's an alloy, but silver, iron, those also exist in the mine. Same with copper. Mm. <coughs> Just not in large quantities. But, you know, enough for a person to be interested in getting material out of. The mine is not important, except the mine is the center point to everything it looks like. <laughs> yes, you uh, snuck into it and found a body. A body that wasn't familiar at all. Except it was, you know, Asher mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. Oh, no, it's old and salty. You guys hacked it up like a bunch of psychopaths and hit it. Yeah, I wonder you did that. Yeah, <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of we in the uh, in the hacking up. All of you, <laughs> Geneva Convention, be damned! You'll all be tried. They're all responsible. And you're like, what the fuck, Phineas? <laughs> I didn't know I had it in me. <laughs> Um, beyond that, you left the mine with stuff you stole. So, listeners, we have to gently uh, alter a few things about Kresik that we weren't aware of going in. Uh, I think the only big thing is that we had said that there was a morning lord priest called Samuel Valentine, who lived on the outskirts of town, who was like a hermit. Uh, I turned out to be the wrongest man in Wrongville about that. Samuel Valentine is the High Priest, Harbringer of the Rosy Dawn, the highest priest of the Sanctuary of First Light, a Morning Lord uh, home cathedral in Kresik. That's the base of operations for the entire religion. He is not on the outskirts of town like a weirdo. He is in the city, in one of, in one of the biggest temples in the city, that has like catacombs and battlements and fortresses. That's like the center for the crazy sun zealots that are the morning lord cultists i mean he might just hang out on the outskirts of town like a weirdo i'm pretty sure he doesn't as soon as i have read his backstory (laughs) other than that and the mine being a mine i think we covered everything a new misty day dawns on kresik uh for you three oh yeah nicole's not here she's sick um (laughs) Yeah, a morning kind of fog clings to the surface of the ground as the sun is coming up over the uh, mountains, the mountains that dot everything. Um, yeah, there's a chill wind in the air. This is your guys' show at this point. So are we going to church? Well, that was where going to the church going to the merchants, or going to the forest. Gonna trust the uh, church more than the merchants at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, we could buy the loyalty of the merchants, but that just means it can be bought right back. Money handlers. Yeah. And so they probably talk to each other and so on, so so they might know about what's there. Yeah, let's go to the church of the morning, Lord. Okay, Krizik is a fort town. It used to be a military encampment back when Strahd the First, Strahd the Perfect, uh, rose up with his army to take back Barovia from the, I believe they're called the Turgs? Um, yeah, it's a giant battle fortress city that has about two, 3,000 people in it. It's broken into four quarters, uh, separated <coughs> by walls and various fortifications. Uh, one for commerce, one for high-volume, high-money commerce, uh, one for where you guys live, and one for... I forgot. The temples, the religious corner. As there is more than the Church of the Morning Lord uh, there, there's also a Church of Ezra, and small, empty temples and shrines that just, you know, monks live in. Uh, Barovia is kind of lousy with old derelict shrines, temples, and churches. They're all two gods and religions that don't exist anymore, or long since died out, but they're everywhere. <coughs> uh, the specific church that you guys are talking about is the Sanctuary of First Light, the home faith church of the uh, Cult of the Morning Lord. The Cult of the Morning Lord being a zealotous sun god uh, that is all about killing vampires. You know, they don't talk about it aloud. It's kind of... Like, it's a secret. But just look at them. Right? The worst kept secret in all of Barovia. Like, they, have, worst kept secret. they have sun powers, and their priest was a... Their, their god was a golden, beautiful man with a bloody handprint on his face with elfin features who, like, protected a young boy from vampire wolves. Their main, their their holy weapon is the spear or the stake. Like there is just so much going on here. They worship the sun. Almost getting uncanny flashbacks here. Fun fact: um, out of game meta, e the morning lord that the the boy saw, the beautiful pale elfin man with the bloody handprint, was actually an elf, a vampire elf yeah. that defended him from wolves. It's a vampire. That's nice. Let me Tiny vampire. Maybe he hated it himself, so like, yeah, let's he was just really blood drunk. No. He was like, I hate wolves. <laughs> no, it was he. He stumbled in here from somewhere else, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my god, where vampires weren't inherently evil." Oh, <laughs> and then Strahd was there. And he was like, "What is going on? Why is everything so gauche uh, and unsubtle?" But yes, the Sanctuary of First Light dominates the um, Temple <coughs> District of Kresik. It is a large, squat, fortified cathedral that's been upkept with metal and ceramics and stone. Um, it has, like, Roman columns going through it as you walk up with, like, large stone steps. Kind of like the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. Hmm. You know, Lincoln Memorial yeah. has, like, the columns and stuff, and there's, like, you know, it's like that. Um, yeah, stained glass all over the place to catch the, you know, light during the long summers, long roving summers, and produce stained glass everywhere. The, uh, the, the temple district of Kresik is, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of foot traffic, but there are people living here. But Barovians just naturally kind of think religion is 
They have a very cynical outlook on religion. Huh. It's a joke. The best thing Barovians usually say about the Church of the Morning Lord is they're naively optimistic. <laughs> okay. So, uh, either of you religious? Oh, this religion. <clears throat> I consider myself more Barovian. Hmm, fair. I ain't never stepped foot in here, so... Are there any, like, is it a charitable religion? Or are they kind of known for being around town and helping the people? Or what, yeah. what do they Church do? of the Morning Lord, Church of Ezra, they do the same thing. They run hospices, hospices and uh, wayfarer stations, because a lot of empty temples and stuff. So mm. they're, the, they're people who help people who need help. Okay. As long as you're not a vampire. So we can just walk in. It's not going to be a big deal. We yeah. need help and we're not vampires. Yeah. The home faith is, like, the home church is open. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there are people going um, about their business. Hmm. You know, um, I don't know how to describe priests of the Morning Lord. They're just people, Barovians, <coughs> and some Gundarakites, the ethnic minority in Barovia. They really love the Morning Lord religion because he's a rebellion uh, figure. No, but, you know, they're wearing Barovian clothing like the, the standard affair, and have signs of the Morning Lord on them. Hmm. All right, we're back. Uh, but yeah, people in, you know, standard uh, cottons and skins and vests and wools and stuff uh, with, you know, signs of the Morning Lord, like like sashes and vests with the symbol, which is a circle that has kind of like um, three or four like little rectangles at the top part and then a full half circle in the bottom in, in Boston. It looks like a crude stone sunrise. Okay. okay. So they're they're known for being charitable. Are they also oh, known yeah. for being learned? Yes. Is this... Uh, this is standard fantasy medieval affair <clears throat> where people who are part of religions or churches or monasteries are literate and are like bookkeepers. Like these people copy books. Hmm. So could we ask for a librarian or? Yeah. Uh, you flake someone down. Yeah. This is the yeah. thing. You three are in the middle of the, the, the public part of the church. You know, there's like um, Catholic-style baptismal fonts and statuaries and confessionals, which doesn't seem like it would fit, but I think it fits for the Morning Lord. The Morning Lord is a Christ figure. <coughs> He's even a martyr. <laughs> so... I'm sure. I'm sure we flag someone down. All right. Young woman walks up. Uh, she looks like she's, I don't know, 14, 15, probably marrying age. I looked that up in Barovia. It's 14, 15. <laughs> um, you, are you, you're Barovian, right? Yep. You're Barovian? Yes. But you're not. You're Australian. Yep. All right. You not guys. Barovian, but like born and raised in this city. Perfect. And a human. So. You guys can tell, because you're local, that she is Gundarakite. It's literally indistinguishable for people outside of Barovia. You all look alike. <laughs> but you guys can tell. <laughs> with your prejudices. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I'll go up to her and I'll say that uh, we have some... <clears throat> Book learning to do. Yeah. <laughs> Text that we translated. We were hoping we could get the assistance of an elder of the church with translating some documents. 
Oh, um, yes, I, I think we could do that. Uh, let me go talk to one of the chaplains. Okay. Is there sure. like is there like a charity box nearby or a donation box? Yes, there's like a stone basin that's not filled with liquid. Okay, Asher just kind of drops a few silvers inside. Like a few raven claws? Yeah, a few ten raven claws, actually. Jesus lord. Alright, uh, she disappears behind some doors, and there's like steps and winding towers, because it's, you know, like an old little fortress. And eventually, uh, she comes back with another older woman. Looks like she's in her 40s, 50s. Uh, older, very slight, which is expected because of, you know, mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the short side, again, mountain culture. Uh, maybe a palsy in her hands. Okay. I am, uh, I am, uh, Chaplain Vrook. I'll introduce myself. I'm Phineas Crossbottom. Uh, I was told that you're interested in some help regarding texts. Yes, we were wondering if someone could assist us with a translation. Oh, sure. yeah. She like, kind of walks you over to, like, one of the, like, tables they have set up over here. Oh, yeah, how, how can I help you? What do you, what have you, what do you have? Uh, we have some documents that we believe might... <clears throat> they might be tied to the rightful inheritance of this, uh, young gentleman. Oh, yeah, uh, here. Fortunatus. Yeah, I just found him in some drawers, you know. So what have you given her precisely? Uh, those texts. That... Those old texts we found of the merchants in the mine. I don't think we've so much... Given it to her, is taken it out. And Put asked, it on the table. Yeah, asked yes. if she can yeah. make heads all, and tails of this. Yeah. It's, it's all the older stuff, though. I don't think we took any of the modern paperwork. Uh, we just kind of covered that in ink. Yeah. You had a collection of things. I mean, we have that, we have that etchings from the various But I mean, we don't need to bring that out. Nah. Mm-hmm. That Unless you might recognize the symbol, because that we, seems like a thing. The, uh, we already deciphered that, didn't we? Right, yeah. that's... We, we, we recognize we it as to... a thing that's in the forest. I don't think we recognize the meaning of it or uh, anything. I think that thing in the, the the symbol or whatnot is in the pay, the old paperwork. Oh, yeah. Right, right, yeah. There's a... More mention of it. family crests and stuff. Oh, you were talking about the, the symbol of the kid in the... Or the person in the forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah the okay. uh, Dakira type. Well, it appears you have a collection of documents here. She like separates them into like piles. three piles. Yeah. Like it takes about 15-20 minutes, you know. Uh, people are having like bread and wine and stuff is being brought out. Wine in Barovia is terrible. Don't drink it. Uh, Barovia is known for I think it's gin or it's brandy. Like it's 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 known for its like 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 uh, grain alcohol. Mm. It's apparently really good. Like it's worldwide no, like there's vineyards across the road that are world famous. Hmm. Anyway, I just don't remember what the alcohol is called because I don't drink alcohol. Um, yeah, you know, there's just stuff left out for folk, you know, goat cheese, uh, fried up curds, that kind of thing. And yeah, after 10 15 minutes, she separates into three distinct piles. This seems to be a collection of very old uh, pages from a. a folklore book or a children's book huh the middle pile these are diary entries that are out of order and missing 
many entries in between them. And this third pile is musical sheets. She like picks up the third pile, which we're like interspersed in. It's like hard, stocky, like vellum paper. Yeah. But the musical <clears throat> notes have been like etched in with like a hard printer uh, ribbon, like with an actual musical note printer, which are fairly advanced hmm. because print print typewriters are rare, and this is a typewriter for musical notes. So not from this country then. Mm, but they're they're very hardly like embossed into the paper. Like she like puts it like sideways, or not sideways, but like. Widthwise to show you, and yeah, you can see them like stick out and stuff. And there's like abrasions and like uh, dry, almost like ink and paint on them. No actual writing, like no like uh, um, descriptions of what it is, just musical notes. Do you recognize the folklore at all? Just kind of on a glance. Yes, it's um, it, it's it's. It's from... it's Druid. There, there is a, a country, or one of our neighbors, Forlorn. Mm. It, it's their text. I, I have some experience with it. When I was younger, uh, I had companions, and we did missionary work in Forlorn. <laughs> so, just a story then, alright. Do you recognize the story? It's a, like most things from Forlorn, it pertains to goblins and the, the malicious spirits that dwell in the forest and the practices of the druids to keep them at bay. And what language is the diary in? Oh, the uh, diary is in um, Barovian. But a very old dialect. It's a, it's a cryptex. Very blunt one. Could you teach it to me? No. She like, she like shows you the thing. It's like it's just substitution, this symbol. Like there's a key here on each page liner. Very, <coughs> very, very low quality. So now that she's explained that, can I read it? You also have to know old Barovian. <laughs> um. So it's a different language. Yeah, it's it's drift. Right. It's like we can read Latin, but but I mean, like how how old are we talking? Like Middle English, Old Four English. Centuries. Shit. <laughs> hey, Strad. Okay. With some time, I could work through it. Yeah, that might be uh, appreciated. Kind of not what I was expecting. Diary entries, music. Huh. Maybe we'll think on it. I mean, we'll be able to find you here, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. I think <laughs> with a small donation, you know, we could hire her for the translation, I suppose. You know. And she's just offering to do it out of the kindness of her heart. Plus, you put money in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not make it sound like we're bribing her, because even if, like, <coughs> yeah, even if she doesn't accept, if we, if we're just like winking at her and putting money in the box, you're like, she's I'm, gonna feel. I'm a drunk, illiterate, not fully human, poor person, and I might have found surprise inheritance that might mean that my life is worth something. Could you help me? And she's like, yes, 
I can I help you. A charity case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking if we don't know what's in the diary, we might not want to turn it over just yet. But if you guys are down for it, then let's might do well. it. I mean, like, holy people don't tell. They don't snitch. I'm not familiar with that particular adage, but okay. I mean, from my understanding, at least, maybe it's different. I'm an Ezrite, so. Then sure. Yeah, if you don't mind taking a look, that would be most uh, most helpful. Sure. Uh, it seems not complicated. Maybe in afternoon. Sure. We'll be back in the evening. All right. Hmm. What if we take the uh, musical notes, though? I mean, they are yours. Yeah. <laughs> As in, the, we could always go to someone that can actually play music and see what they can figure out from this. Oh, that's a clever or idea. Or we could invent a music box from scratch. Whichever one is easier. I mean, I know which one I'm leaning towards. I mean, <laughs> will the music box tell us the history of this piece, whether they recognized it, and so on? No, but it would play it. Not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got a whole afternoon. We can always play it for someone who might recognize it. They're I not going to recognize dots on a sheet, but they'll recognize the actual tune. I mean, once. It's a church here, so I bet there's someone here that knows how to play you know, some music. I don't think it's actual like sheet music, though. I think it's like dots to put through a player piano, right? But it looks like it could be like that if you're familiar with the technology. Mm. Okay. Which one of us would be, definitely. Yeah, I think I'd like to try and weird science up music playing device. That to play it. is something within your power. Alright, so you guys, what, you break back to Phineas' house then? Yeah. Also, do you want to do anything with the forlorn fairy tales? Or do you want, or is she just taking care of that, or are you guys taking that back? <clears throat> well, well, it'd be nice if we could get the whole story. Do we know anyone from Forlorn who lives in town? Like, I mean, there are people who are descended from the Druids, hmm. but fresh from Forlorn, a little tricky. You might have to travel around for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is Forlorn the, in the place close to Kresik? As in if you go down the New. old Spanish road? No? Forlorn is super south. South. I mean, it's on the way to Haslan. It's on the Warlocks Road. Okay, so this way. I mean, it's, if south from there, I was going through Kresik to whatever is west of it from here. So maybe you'd find some merchant doing that. Well, I mean, it's possible. But it's a, it's a ways away. I'd say one thing at a time. Let's try out the music box and figure that out. We'll take the, the uh, story with us, though, because why not? Let's take a translate that. I mean, she could just tell you what it says now. She can read Druidic. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. That's way easier than Perfect. finding someone from actual... Tell us a story, Sid. <laughs> oh, very well. Um, so the story is not... Complete, but I, I, I understand the gist. It's a parable. It is about a uh, goblin king that rose up uh, from one of the lord, like one of the landlords' uh, halls, one of their halls of worship, or one of their halls of uh, celebration, um, and took over the, the hall. The druids came with champions, they pushed them back, they buried them under the earth, and they erected a uh, 
a sort of uh, monument to keep it at bay. Huh. And the, the story repeats itself, um, like many forlorn fairy tales, every few generations, uh, to the point where the, the goblins are described as growing out of the ground like weeds or mushrooms or, or um, warts and being uh, cut out and the holes filled with a garden circle. Mm. All right. So does this ring a bell to us having seen some fairies in the woods? I mean, their descri- the description sounds like those weird druidic circles that are everywhere in Barovia. Yeah. Which, you know, they're not exclusive to forlorn culture. The idea of horrible things in the forest. It's like seeing a mushroom circle. And yeah. Like, fairies come from that. It's, it sounds like it's just a fairy tale, really. Yeah, except, you know, goblins are real and they'll eat your face. Mm. <coughs> Cautionary tale. Yeah. Don't trust the elves. Macaulay Culkin is a child, but sometimes he's a serial killer and you have to throw him off the edge of a cliff to save a ledge of wood. A tale that resonates throughout the ages. Yeah. Okay. I guess let's go hunt the musical sheets. Let's go to Phineas's house. Alright, Phineas, what does your place look like? Um, <clears throat> you know Beauty and the Beast? The kind of, like, her father's laboratory? Yeah. And a charming little village where it's like a little house and above there's a bit of a workshop. And then underneath, there's a huge clattering of machines and various contraptions. A lot of things that are organized in almost like Rude Goldberg-esque devices of, you know, teacups will fill with water and then turn into something else. Ball bearings will roll down into various things. A lot of steam, a lot of pistons. A lot of kettles boiling and stuff. A lot of kettles boiling, yeah. Perfect. All right, you guys are there. Uh, out of the window, the Dreadmount is in the distance, covered in fog. It's a very misty day. The Dreadmount is the name of the mountain range you guys are built around. It gives way to the Blood Spire. How quaint. So yeah, okay. the idle clicking of clocks <coughs> and whistling and hissing of water and steam. So I'll go into a big pile of parts and just uh, pull out an old beat-up accordion that was used for something else at some point because I have intuited that this music, whatever it is, sounds best on an accordion. Um, And I will start uh, rigging it up to a series of pulleys and levers and uh, steam kettles and then focus on uh, making something that will read the impressions on the paper and feed it through to a series of gears that will pump the accordion. Sure, just one moment. <coughs> Alright, we're back. So, you guys set up that accordion, cor- accordion, right? Yeah. Accordion, music box, player with the notes. Powered and... by the breath of the dead. Oh my god, yeah. You have canned last breath of dead people, which we're just going to gloss over that, I guess. Um, yeah, the machine uh, kicks in, gears and ticking and clicking and... Uh, a kind of soft, harsh wind starts playing through the accordion uh, as it breathes in and out, almost like a person. Uh, the music that plays through is... It, it has like a chilling kind of pattern to it. Like It's, it's like you're hearing wind uh, scrape over the mountaintops or cut through... 
um, like, like cut through like the valleys or the the peaks of like a, a mountain range. Something you've all heard before because you all live on mountains. But it has like a weird undulating pattern to it, like something like dipping up and down. So, uh, just uh, just for the listeners, uh, what Tyler has uh, done here is he has also applied the Savage World's power of divination to it, which means you guys, the, the you guys, get to ask me a question, and I answer depending on the role. So, so what do we ask? Uh, we ask if the transcriber of this sheet music had any relationship with Asher's family. Uh, the accordion kind of wheezes out and in for a bit, and uh, this is a living person, so you so you roll for it. Yeah. Okay. And I think if you get a, if you get a raise or something, I answer in more than one word. Like you get like five or six mm. words or a sentence. Okay. That sounds, that sounds good. Like, that, like I'm looking at the power. That's what it says. If you. Uh, oh. Do it. Oh, yeah, no, you have to roll no matter what, and if you get a raise, you get more than a yes. You also roll your d6, right? Because you're a wild card. I'm rolling. Oh, right? I'm also. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm rolling a d8 for my skill plus the d6 for the wild card. Roll it. Five. You want to reroll? How can we spend bennies again? I think you just spend Benny to reroll. Yep. I think it's like the Benny goes in, and you get to roll again. Right, you have to get like a six to uh, succeed, right? To explode. You only need a four. No, four is just four. Hey, that explodes. Oh, yeah, it explodes. So that's already a raise. Oh, yeah. So, total of 11. Yeah, so, all right. So, with a raise, uh, raise you big. get an answer better than yes, nor possibly. Um, the answer is no. And since I can't think of a longer way to say no, uh, I will let you uh, pose a clarifying question. That seems fair. Uh, what about did the owner have a relationship or did the owner know your mother you asked that and the answer is no okay you can ask more to clarify okay let's do the yes no question and something more elaborate so we could ask who they are because we got the race or you just want, is that what you want? You want to know who the owner is? Who the transcriber. I mean... Because they know about... Yeah. Yeah. I what mean, about, if, they did, if they didn't know my hair's mother, then... Transcriber my family. It's not related to the Transcriber family. might have been bad, because it could have been just someone who was hired to do this. <coughs> maybe we should have yeah, been asking about the original. No, but if we knew what the transcriber was, maybe we could find them and ask them about the job. Sure, but it... Like, at this point, we don't even know if this whole music thing has anything to do with it. So we might just be following a complete red herring at this point. No, definitely. But I, I like asking who the transcriber was, because at least tells us where they were. Like, we know that that watch, like, they came from, what, that other... Yeah. yeah, so if this also points in the same place, it gives us a common source. Alright. So the question is... Where was this made? Who made this? Alright, the machine kind of seizes up for a moment, and uh, the voices inside the accordion whisper out with that mountain voice. Uh, Gerard de Lisnia. Okay. 
the plot thickens. I was just gonna kind of turn over that xylophone and try to figure out what the fuck the trick is here because <laughs> it just spoke at us. <clears throat> so good. Okay, well, we've got a name. Um, so uh, are we gonna tell him? We find him that a xylophone told us where to find him and who he is. I feel like as a man of music, he would appreciate that. Okay, you uh, you know some different men of music than I do. Uh, what what ethnicity does that name sound? Borkin. Borkin. Okay, so Borkin Borkin the Lisnian. And uh, other than the spectral, spooky element to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how spooked we all. Because it also it also played the song in yeah. full for us. Yes, it did. Like, is that a song that we recognize? Is it, you know, a traditional Barovian tune? So, is it a Borkin ballad? Role socialize? Yeah, or like cultural role, whatever that is. Anything about relating to cultures? I think socialize is a cultural role here. Or anything else that applies. I go for an outsider. It doesn't sound like anything you'd hear anyone sing or play ever. It was ethereal sounding. (laughs) Are we sure it's even music and not someone playing around with one of these print things? Randomly mash out the keyboard. Well, we got we have we got a, a decent number of sheets. Can we? Like I, I'm assuming you put them all together. Yes. Oh, okay. Once again, yeah. And they all sounded vaguely the same, but subtly different. Like there was structure to them. Like this is something that has structured and has purpose to it. It's not randomly assembled. There is a tone. There is a pattern. Hmm. And maybe there might be one test sheet, but like not a whole sheaf of them. Hmm. I mean, it seems as it's for the same composer. Or whatever you'd call it, and serves the same purpose. So. Okay. Well, how long did that take us? Take maybe half an hour just to get everything up and run. Okay. Flurry of activity and some problem solving. Is there anything else we want to get up to right away while we wait for our translation? Hmm. I mean, we could try asking about Gerard de Lisnia. Maybe find if there's any Borkin merchants? Why don't we go to the Burgomaster then? He'd have a document, I guess, about people come and go. Or the uh, merchants' companies. Or, you know, yeah, either merchant companies or some taverns where people, you know, stay at. Like the collection we have. Don't trust people who will stay at taverns. They'll only give you half information. <clears throat> what was the name that we got in reference to? Is that the owner or the transcriber? The transcriber. So I'm wondering if they ever came out this way themselves at all. Well, I mean, those papers wound up there somehow. Mm-hmm. Why they were in a desk in a mine, though. Maybe they were purchased? 
I think we should head to the caravan, maybe see if anyone's at a tavern, see if there's any merchants from Borkin, hit them up, see if the name means anything to them. I guess, yeah. Sure, let's go. Let's spend some time there. Alright. <coughs> and if we're going to be drinking and talking, that sounds like the kind of thing you'll be taking point on. As a scientist, I'm not much for uh, pressing people for clues. Hmm. All right, let me just pause there. And we're back. So, you guys are going to head to an inn. You're probably going to head to the popular inn. Not, uh... Anika's inn? Anika's inn. The Cat's Cradle? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's... Uh, Cat's Cradle is one of the three inns that make up the most of uh, Kresik's income yeah. when people aren't going to the largest one, the Smolder Ember. Hmm. So named because it was built on uh, the site where Strahd the First, perfect, just Strahd the First, killed the first Turg on his crusade to reclaim Barovia. The site is literally built on his unmoved bones. Wow. That's nice. Asher uh, tucks his cap over his ears a bit. So uh, I'm going to be honest. I've been banned from this place maybe once or twice. <laughs> I don't know if they still stick. I mean, if you've got the cash on you, I think they'll let you in. I also may owe people a lot of money here. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. You got money on you, right? Bring money. <laughs> got money. The Smolder Ember is a large, uh, strong-looking building made of timber and <coughs> like cut-hardened oak and whatnot. Um, it has three stories to it. It has its own stables. It has its own, um, like, you know, actual tavern in part and the food. And it actually has its own famous brand of, like, various whiskeys and brandies and whatnot. It's famous. And it's also usually booked up full all the time. Because this is where traders go coming into Barovia. So there's a fair, uh... A bustling crowd of people uh, hamming it up in the inn, drinking, uh, hanging out with the staff, uh, eating food. The uh, Burning Ember is famous for its uh, fried goat curd, cheese curds. Yummy. I mean, don't knock it till you try it. Don't try it. Please don't drink unpasteurized milk and pass out like a Silicon Valley tech bro. <laughs> drink some raw water while we're at it. <laughs> Stupid assholes. Uh. Well. So amidst all the <clears throat> shouting and carousing that's going on, can we pick up any Borkin accents? Yes. Accents I will not replicate. <laughs> that is smart. He was your best impression then. No, that's a hate crime. Make it a Canadian accent. No, Kevin, don't tempt me. I can already hear it. You can't do that to me. You can't tempt me like that. Oh, yeah, eh? We're from Borka. We're a bunch of aristocrats and poisonous noblemen, yeah. Just every time Blue blood. there's an accent, just make it Canadian. Um, I only have so much self-control after the predator suggestion. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, yes, you hear some 
normal sounding Borkins. Yeah. Right. Let's um. Traders, right? Yes, they look rich. <laughs> uh, let's. They're wearing cold weather gear that is shockingly uh, gaudy compared to what you guys usually wear. Like it has like you know like animal furs that have been dyed on it and stuff <coughs> and jewelry. I don't know how things look gaudy in a shithole medieval world where it's cold all the time. So, uh, how are we going to approach these people? Are we just going to say, you don't sound like you're from around here? Because them's usually fighting words. Usually fighting words. I mean, no, no, no. we can always socialize and gamble a bit and give them talking, I suppose. Seduce them. I like it. Well, Kutia you know, took some socializing skill. That means gambling. Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh wee. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll watch you from the bar in case they ride you out on the rail. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Peter. The entire crux of this social scene relies on you. Oh yeah, the role that I check which one of those, uh, you know, Balkans are gambling and say, hey, deal me in, you know, put some cash on the table and try playing a little bit. Oh, I hate myself for this. Oh yeah, stranger, we'll deal you in. Perfect. They say in their New Orleans French accent in Ravenloft, which is now this accent. <laughs> God damn you, Kevin. You did this to him. You did this to me. I can't get out of my system now. <laughs> hey, you don't look like you're from around here. You're a traitor? No, I fear I'm a doctor. Yeah, but you don't look like you're, you know... And then he kind of gestures over to the people who are actually from Barovia. Like, you're from here. Well, no, I'm not from here. Came from the mists. Oh, that's interesting. There's stories about folk like you, outlanders. They say you're crazy and you get put into asylums. Disassociative identity disorder is what the blue bloods like us call it. Man, this was some fancy words you've got there. <laughs> yeah. My cousin's an alienist. Ah. That's nice. You know, I could probably have him take you back home and dig around in there and pull out those lurid fantasies of being an outsider. Uh, maybe some other day. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, I guess I socialize for a bit, playing some cards. Oh, oh yeah, go it? for it. Have you want to try some of these cheese curds? <laughs> Oh, sure. You put some potato water on them and they taste just great. Six. Poutine, Kevin. Six. And a five. I've Jesus got Christ. A 17. Jesus Christ, exploding <laughs> dice. Oh, my. We're 8 12. You're very social. That is four fucking raises. That's not bad. Okay, you get along just fine with these people. Yeah. They're best buddies now. Uh. So, have you heard of some guy called Gerard de Lisnia, perhaps? Ah, oh, de Lisnia, eh? No, they're the, they're kind of, uh, that's, that's a really popular, like, like noble family. They run most of the, the military. Oh. The police in. Cool. Is there a living close by in Borka? Yeah, they're half of the aristocracy, man. Oh, my. They're in charge of the constabulary and taxation. Oh. Fiduciary matters. Sounds rich. Well, yeah. Have you heard of the Gerard from there? Oh, who the hell? Who the hell knows, eh? Yeah. Somebody. Delizneas are everywhere. 
Yeah. It's worse than those folk from Rishmilo. Just spreading all over. Uh, yeah, so I'm supposed there isn't much else to gain from the other than that information. Oh, they're part of the ruling class. Cast, just because uh, the head Delisnia's cousin to the Baritzis. Oh, who are those? The ruling family of Borka. Ah. Ivana Baritzi runs the whole place. Cool. After her mother died. Do we need to find, ask anything else? Not really, though that's going to make it really hard to ever figure this out, if he's a, a noble person in another country. No, but I mean, I guess that in itself is a huge amount of information. Yeah. That whoever is in the mine or had this documentation is now tied to a family that's like second in power mm. in mm. this other nation. It's a conspiracy. Mm. I guess like... Go as fast whether there are any delusions around here. Um, probably not. <laughs> Nobody would take me there. I mean, they're going to point you towards a graveyard or any of the many, many Delisnia houses that they were burned alive in. Ah. If well, anyone here is forgetting the history they grew up with, it was <coughs> the Delisnias that killed beautiful, perfect Strahd I and his young brother and his sister-in-law on their wedding night. Oh my. The very night that everything changed in Barovia, and the mists of darkness fled the, into the countryside. So I guess at this point we're going to go grave robbing. <laughs> I mean, how old, was, that jump. <laughs> how old were those uh, documents, actually? Like, How old were the documents? The diary was like four centuries. Yeah, the music, though. The music oh, the music is what recent. Within the last week. Oh. Okay. Mm. Oh. Yeah, like fresh, like you can still smell the printing press on them. Cool. Mm. <clears throat> uh. Oh, since they're merchants, they, I guess, can ask where anyone's uh, sense of music sheets around here, anyone's dealing with that? Trading? Well, uh, you got a amount of raises, so I don't see any reason why they keep it away from you. Yeah. You know, now that you mention it, I have been talking with a few of my uh, fellows over here, and one of our mutual acquaintances, uh, Gauthier uh, Baritzi, has been uh, sending like good music stock vellum and a whole little printing machine. It came mm. in a few months ago. Oh, cool. Custom job. Mm. Is he in town? Oh, no, he's back home, eh? Ah. Okay. So... This place is cold as fuck. Yeah. So, is anyone particularly bringing those in? Or... Someone paid him money. Huh? Yeah, but who was the merchant to bring them in? Gauthier. Well, didn't you say that Gauthier made them? Yeah, he made and delivered it. Ah, and delivered, okay. He had to set it up and, you know, show the, the buyer how to use it. Ah, okay. Do you know who the buyer was? Oh, some hoser down here. Yeah. 
Probably not one of the locals if you catch my drift. Yep. So someone giving us the stink eye here. Yeah. So it's like some richer folk. Well, I think that's all we need, really. Anything else, guys? No, I don't think so. Okay. So we know that someone rich got the music printing machine and some sheets recently, and... Hmm. Okay, so... If the, the machine was delivered here, and the sheets are recent, so they had to be made here, and since the own or the creator of the sheets is a Delisnian, does that imply that the Delisnian is here? Probably, point. considering you found a room with his like stuff in it. Mm, okay. And his personal effects. That does make sense. So, I guess. Yeah, so the Delisnian owns that room there, and there's the Delisnian crest and so on. So there's some conspiracy to, with the nobles. Was it a Delisnian crest? Yeah, the crest for the Delisnian. On the pocket watch and on the stone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is one straggler here that's to be put in the stake. <laughs> Most people who've lived their entire lives in Barovia have figured that Strahd the Ninth, I want to say Strahd the Ninth, uh, has basically made peace with the Delisnias in Borka because Borka's right there and he hasn't sent an entire army to Borka to stake every single last one of them. <laughs> hmm. I mean, you know, people don't like the Delisnias, but uh, I think there's an entire family over there. Strahd hasn't declared brutal murder war. Yeah. I guess, you know, you can only have vengeance for so many generations. Plus, no one likes Strahd. Strahd the Ninth is a piece of shit. <coughs> Not like Strahd the Perfect. Not like Strahd the First. <laughs> is it time to head back to church? I suppose. Could be if you want. So, you guys return to the Morning Lord Cathedral. Yep. Yeah. Alright. What was the name of that woman that you gave the documents to? Chaplain Vrook. Vrook. Very good. She is there, um, not waiting for you guys, just doing stuff around the cathedral, uh, talking to people, you know, minding stuff. The things that people do when you're not in their lives. Having adventures of their own. Not being rendered. Not being rendered, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a gif of Horizon Zero Dawn that shows what the world looks like when you're looking at it. And it's like from a top-down perspective. So when you're looking at stuff, the stuff is generating around you and there's nothing. And then as you move, it generates it and the other stuff gets unloaded because, oh my god. <sighs> Optimization. Yes. Lots of it. <laughs> anyway, she sees you and approaches. <coughs> Hello. Hi there. You're back and I've actually finished. Perfect. So, um, she just kind of leaves you guys, goes to the back, comes back. Goes, moves you over to a table. Uh, I finished translating what I can of it. I, the language is not my... It's not my specialty. It's old. And it's ciphered, and that makes it more complicated. If you want to spend more time on it, you might be able to get more from it. Sure. 
but uh, it is a series of journal entries from uh, someone who appears to be eluding authorities. Criminal's Diary? Yes. Um, the context of it is hard to pin down. Um, it's someone who is um, who's very much trying to, to escape from the persecution of, uh, of one of the Strahds. <laughs> I, uh, I see. Does it explain what sort of persecution or... A personal vendetta. <clears throat> Does it say anything about what they were up to while they're on the lab? Um, some of it references some fairly uh, blasphemous ideas, but they're hard to describe. It's hard to articulate with the cipher. Um, just uh, obsessions with averting the natural order or with... Uh, harming those around them. Doesn't sound like a very pleasant person. No, it's, it's fairly criminal sounding. Uh, but the last few entries show that they've been um, they're preparing a, a, a trap for the current for the then current um, Lord of Castle Ravenloft in a monastery or a, a habit or a, like a monk's refuge. Wait, this is talking about trying to assassinate one of the Strahds? Yes, it seems to be focused on uh, some sort of vendetta between the two. In, in a chapel? Yeah. And this is how old? Four centuries? Yeah. Which, which straw would that be? Third or fourth, maybe. Hard to pin down, but the history of Barovia is a little difficult to ascertain if you don't have access to everyone's books. Hmm. I would have to do more research and more... <coughs> I'd have to make more connections. We, we have archives, but an afternoon <coughs> isn't enough time to cross-reference all the material available, and I'm only one person. Is there any mention of this region? In Kresik? the diary? Of Kresik? Yeah. Um, it's mentioned in passing as a stronghold that uh, like a nearby uh, uh, chalet was used as a stronghold before moving on. Hmm. What about the symbol? Um, Master just flips through the pages till he finds that one illustration. From the forest? From the fairy tales? Yeah. Oh, is that from the fairy tales? Yeah. yeah. yeah does this ring a bell, like the specific mark on the stone? It looks like the standing stones that are found uh, among the mountainside. Hmm. Hmm. Druid circles are fairly common. The, the ones in Barovia are old. They're not contemporary to the, the Druidic order that lives in Forlorn. When I used to uh, travel, I actually saw some more recent ones put up in Forlorn. Different architecture, a uh, different look to them. But the, the ones in Barovia seem to... I think they predate even uh, the, the Barovia, like the, the Zerovich Crusades. I think it might predate even like the, the Turks and the previous barbarian encounter from before. There, there were several invasions, uh, more recent than the one that made the Zerovichs famous. Okay. Or several that predate that. 
we make it worth your while to have like a full translation, like uh, written down, I guess. Sure, I, I could copy that down. It's gonna take time. That's mostly it. We got time. Maybe a week or two, just to copy it out when I have uh, some spare moments. Yeah. Be, yeah. <clears throat> we'd really appreciate that. Um, the only thing I would need is some more reference material. I have the archives, but um, I, I do know that the records in Kresik uh, that are kept by the Burgomaster are much more... Um, they, they, they're centered around taxation and ins and outs of, uh, of like, crops. <coughs> they're, they're more linear. And he wouldn't grant you access to that? We don't talk. It's not really his business, and it's not really our business. Okay. Is this something that he would ever really lend out to people? Are you asking me, or are you asking, like, the character? I'm asking you. Oh, uh, it's hard to say. Like, you've never really... I don't think your character's ever really thought of tax paperwork. I don't <coughs> think anyone in, in Critics <coughs> ever thought of it who wasn't, like, the Burgomaster. Right. Uh, hard to say, but it does sound very Barovian that the church lady would be like, I'm not going to fucking ask them for it. And he'd be like, I'm not going to fucking ask them for their books. Like, if they have something to hide in those books, oh my, oh my. Not even hiding, just like, yeah. I'm not going to ask them for help. It's none of their business what's in my books. Well, we'll see what we can do, I suppose. It would help establish a better timeline. There's more clear-cut... Uh, the, 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 the flow of information is much clearer in um, recorded text documentation. It'll help nail down the timeline and the locations. Sure. Which will All help right. me referencing the archives. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, see what we can do, I guess. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your help. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. So when we're out of uh, earshot, Asher just kind of looks around and is like, so uh, I'm just saying, if this is going to implicate my family in attempting to assassinate, assassinate Strahd, this might not be something I want to follow. You know how you wind up on a pike? That's exactly how you wind up on a pike. I don't think the diary is someone in your family. Your your mother wandered into this area from somewhere else. Hmm. So, but if they own the mines, my family owned the mines. Those are fairly old papers. But we found nothing in these papers so far that's at all connected to the mines. We found stuff implicating that there is a Borkin who is potentially laying low down there. There's a right now. And he has these old diaries. I think it's more likely that this current Delesnia has a diary from an older Delesnia, which would make sense why that person would be involved in some kind of blood feud with one of the Strahds. Fair enough. Well, maybe, yeah. The Delesnia wants to accomplish what their predecessor couldn't. Something. Which might be the real conspiracy here. Well, either way, we won't find out until we get those books, so... Uh... Yeah, and how are we going to go about doing this? Ask him. I mean, if we And when he asks why, what's our response? Because we really like reading. 
I mean, it's a thing we totally can do. <coughs> we could probably ask Anika's daughter for a favor, because isn't she married to the Burgomaster? She is married to the Burgomaster. Yeah. So, so we could go through mm. that way. I thought she was married to his son. Yeah, his son. Ah, yeah. Ah, it's all in the family. Yeah. Mm. They're in the family. Yeah, they love me. They'll, they'll totally go through with that. <coughs> well, that's our end then. Yeah. But yeah, why would we need access to those books, I reckon? Uh, not if his daughter is way less likely to ask questions than, uh, you yeah. know, the Burgomaster. Yeah. And her husband, maybe less so, but, you know. And they run a profitable business here in town. Hmm. They could always say that Anika found some old documents she wants to cross-reference because someone made all her money from 400 years ago. Seems plausible enough to me. Yeah, I mean, her family has been around here for ages, I suppose, so that doesn't sound too unplausible. Yeah. Fair enough. <coughs> okay, what was her name? Alright, let's pause and we look that up. All right, we're back. So you're going to approach uh, Annika's daughter, Eliana. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, she is at the cat's cradle, hanging out. Okay. So I guess, you know, just approach her. Eliana is working behind the counter. Hey, you miss us? Oh, hello. How, what is happening? Oh, you know, the usual. Just the usual. <laughs> we actually, uh, well, I actually have a favor to ask. <clears throat> Need something from the uh, Burger Master. Nothing big. I'm not looking for money or anything like that. <clears throat> um, it was a book, wasn't it? What book was that? Tax report from like 400 years ago. From like 400 years ago. I'm not sure what's happening here. Uh, basically, we're trying to figure out a few things with documents related to me, specifically. From 400 years ago? Yeah, yeah. While revolving people at the mines, we're having a disagreement. Basically, we found some old diary, and we need to cross-reference the dates, and... We figured that, you know, going over the tax reports from those years would be the best point of reference because probably the books are kept the best around. It's it's probably nothing. Yeah. It's but it, it's worth you know it's worth looking into. Okay, I'm not um so so you're going because there, there's a lot of books and archives mm. like the the sellers. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Are you just going to go down there and read? <coughs> well, uh, actually, borrow one of the books, I think. Well, or let someone come in do their research and so on. Yeah, we, we're we not working on it ourselves. There's a, a member of the church who is uh, taking this up on Asher's behalf. It's a bit of a charitable work. Uh, they, need rec they need access to the records. 
Okay, I could talk to Eric about it. Uh, sure. Would be appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Should we come up with some cover story? Do we want this? Yeah. Cover story just makes it suspicious. Yeah. Cover story makes it suspicious. <laughs> I mean, you know. You owe her a debt. <laughs> oh, no. Write it down. Let me open the debt sheet. Character collection. Debts and stuff. Aha. Okay. In the meantime. All right. Uh, yeah, Eliana will talk to her husband, who will talk to her fa- his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she'll see if she can't coordinate that. That's going to take a bit of time, though. Hmm. What will you guys do in the mean time? Uh, I guess one of the other things we could explore is the fairy circle thing. Oh, boy. I'm a little hesitant about exploring the fairy circle. Let's go during the day. What are we going there to do? What is our... See if we can find the specific circle that's depicted in the uh, picture. Because I assume it's drawn from around here. Well, these will have some similar connection. Okay. And that sounds like survival roles, most likely. Oh, boy. It is getting late. Are you guys going to uh, <coughs> take a fresh start in the morning or go to the woods at night? <laughs> We're going to take a fresh start in the morning. Yeah, fresh start. We're not going out there at night. So, you want to go out of the woods at night and traipse around in fey folk places? Wild hunts? So, yeah, since we're going to the fey land, I think we should have some sort of gift or whatever to appease them. We're not going to the fey land, though. We're just going to the forest. I mean... I mean, it's a difference. The whole forest is their fey land. I go to the forest all the time. I don't bring a gift every time or I'd be... Look at how shitty your life is. (laughs) In case we stumble upon them, what the fairies like? What are you thinking? Uh, Sauces of milk? Children's teeth? (laughs) Attached to children? I mean, I am a doctor, so presumably... (laughs) Presumably you keep children's teeth? I deal with, you know, baby teeth and stuff as well. And you keep them like a serial killer? (laughs) (laughs) You're the serial killer! (laughs) I've probably tossed them out in some... Whatever, same place, so I know. Of the things listed, I think saucer of milk sounds a lot more reasonable than children's teeth. Comma, with children attached. Buy a bag of sweets from the merchants. That seems like a thing. Uh, I'll see if we can get some milk and some saucers. Hmm. You're in a bar called the Cat's Cradle. So when we're being attacked, we can just be like trying to slosh out the milk into the bowl. It's like, do you want it? Going. (laughs) Making that tongue clicking sound. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. They're like stabbing you. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what did Yara like? What did Yara like? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Children's teeth. He did. I just imagine with a popcorn bowl full of children's teeth, you like, <laughs> Are, I'm okay with those guys. Teeth soup. Teeth soup. Jesus Christ. Uh... Just pour, pour butter over those teeth. Jesus Lord. Uh, 
Okay. We go to sleep. Perfect. Night has fallen, and you guys go to bed. Uh, here's a good question. If someone tried to walk into your house at night, Phineas, uh, how would you have stopped that? Like with a locked door? Traps. Is there a, is there a shotgun in there? sociopath traps in the house. In well, the of a village. I would say, like, they're not, they're not intentional traps. In the sense that they were originally specifically you, designed to attack a person. But my house is a dangerous place to be stumbling about. You've got tons I think of we've already mentioned the Rube Goldberg machine, <coughs> the kettles of boiling water, the various strings, pulleys, and etc. So yeah, it's bees. it's a locked door and then and then that. Jars of bees. Yeah. Also. Do you have jars of bees? <laughs> Eight cans full of bees stacked up against the door? <laughs> So well, you gotta stack them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe on top of a pile of books, precariously balanced. There's a there's a little like imager image, and it's all like me falling off a cliff <coughs> and uh, falling on my backpack. Oh boy, me remembering there's a jar full of angry bees in my backpack. <laughs> oh no. So yeah, hilarity ensues as the comical effects, you know. But is there like a thing that would stop the door from being opened, other than a lock? No. Nice. No, it's not like a shotgun primed no, in the face no, and the stomach. No, right. I don't. Uh, I don't have my. <laughs> Same question to you guys. I live in an inn that probably doesn't really have a door, so. The, no, everyone locks their doors at night. Oh yeah, everyone. The, Even the inn. The front door, obviously, but like I don't know if the inn would have individual doors for each one. Oh, probably. Actually, But do you sleep in a room or do you sleep in a pile of hay? He, sleep, he has an actual room. People okay. do not sleep outside in Barovia. That's insane mm. and negligent. Well, there's outdoor hay and there's indoor hay. Uh, to the point where one of the anecdotes they give in the book is once all the doors and windows are locked in the night, a mother will not leave her house at night to save her daughter at the door with wolves at the door. <laughs> it's like, nope, that's I mean, a trick. I mean, there is a resource. Um, How about you, Peter? Yeah, for the locked doors and I don't know. Do people want to steal some drugs on more often or not? I don't think they're smart enough to know how to use the drugs. Yeah. Like, like what drugs? Like just point Yeah. So yeah. It's that's... not like you have syringes full of morphine and heroin. No. You're not like you're not like pulling a tooth you're not out. A fun doctor. Right? It's like you're not like pulling you're it's not like you're pulling teeth out being like, you have ghosts in your blood. Here's some meth. <laughs> <laughs> that's some cocaine. Right? You don't have access to that. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if people aren't trying to steal the stuff, then yeah, we'll be looking at all that much. All right, my second question is, how light do people sleep? You. Um, What's up, Trenchfoot? How light do you sleep? How light do you sleep? Oh, I thought the sentence didn't make sense for a moment. Then it did. <laughs> how light do, would the soldiers sleep in such a weird place? Yeah. Nightmares. How, uh, how light do you sleep, Kevin? Oh, I actually wrote that in that character chart I made. He is a very light sleeper because he has PTSD and shit like that. So. And Mr. Tinker. About normal. All right. Okay. All right. So with no nothing to wake you up and you guys are light sleepers, uh, light sleepers roll the role that exists in the game to notice things happening to you before they happen. Notice? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I haven't read the blue book. I'm so sorry, writer of the Ravenloft conversion. <laughs> Four is a success, yes? Yes. Oh, wait, that explodes. Ooh. Oh, man, both those dice explode. I got a success. Nice. It's 
So eleven versus eleven. Yeah. Probability. All right, you sleep fine, and nothing bad happens to you in your house. I'm just going to change the music. I'm just going to change the music. It's so peaceful. Like a baby. Behind the rules. Like a baby, laughing in an empty, haunted house. <laughs> what the fuck's your character's name? Frank, Phil, Paul, Jack. John, Jack. Jack and Jill and down the hill. Jack, you startle awake. You don't know why, you just feel like you should be awake right now. I grab my rifle. <laughs> wow, World War One did a number on you, buddy. Alright, no, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that response. It's just amazing. What does your room look like? Um, or were you sleeping in your room? Were you sleeping on a couch in front of the fireplace? I don't know. No, I think we have a separate room from the whole, you know, medical room, so yeah, probably upstairs, so made bed, trying to make it feel like, you know, the good old place. Alright, so yeah, you're awake in your bedroom. Okay, and uh, what did wake me up? Nothing, nothing <coughs> real woke you up, you just startled awake. Huh. Like, like, almost like, you know, when you stop breathing in your sleep and you just kind of jump alert. Oh my. But you hear creaking. Uh, it's like sand falling to a metal pan. You hear it outside. Oh. Well, I have, um, take a look out. See what's there. How do you take a look outside? Well, presumably there's some window that's like bad, so maybe ajar it a little bit. The cover covers the windows have. There are lanterns, of course, in Kresik, like around the city walls and on people's houses and stuff that, you know, it's customary. People leave lanterns lit. Just, why not? Mm -hmm. uh, and there's the usual collection of, like, moths and, you know, swarms of insects around it. Um, so that's what draws your eye first when you look at the front of your house down there. Um, but as your eye trails off towards um, kind of the, 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 there's, like, trees and stuff around the interior wall and whatnot. So as it kind of draws off toward the mountain range and like the stars, uh, there's a man back towards the wall that leaves Kresik by the trees, uh, staring at you. And both of his eyes are like reflecting off of the, the, the lantern light. Oh. They're big and silver. Okay. Cutting to Azure. Okay. You also jolt awake. And just for no good reason. You're just like... Hmm. Happens. Yeah. Happens a lot. How do you sleep? Where do you sleep? Well, he's got his room at the end. It's... Like, his bed is absolutely filled to the brim with a lot of furs from animals he's killed. Because it reduces the thrashing. He thrashes on his sleep a lot and, like, oh God, does not sleep well. Nightmares. <laughs> so, yeah, it keeps him from disturbing <laughs> the other patrons. Um, other than that, it's... A lot of antlers, a lot of that kind of thing. It would actually look really creepy if you woke up and weren't used to being in the room because there's just glassy animal taxidermy heads and whatnot. He likes it better when there's eyes in the room because it's like something's watching. All right. There's a dripping sound from inside the room when you kind of get up and like the cold sweat that there is and you just feel alert. Ah, shit. Did I knock over a beer? 
I'm going to try to fumble around for a candle. All right. You light a candle, and yeah, there's liquid like on your hand on the floor. I'm going to look up the ceiling first, I guess, see if it's leaking. No, but you taste blood in your mouth now. Oh, fuck. Again? Um, guess I'm going to spit out into a bucket that I have in my room. Yay, the age of bucket. <laughs> the pupa. Yes. Yeah, there's a... I don't know how well insulated the inn is, but you can faintly hear outside the sound of, like, sand being poured into, like, a like a sift or a bowl. Like a metal kind of grater. Oh, god damn. Am I spitting up, like, a lot of blood, or is it just, like, you know, my tongue? Oh, huh. Ugh. I guess I'll try and find a sheet that isn't from my bed to, uh, stifle that. And look at the window that's in my room. Uh, it's darker outside here, because the inn is... Like, you're at the back of the inn, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the Merchant District is kind of shut down at night because people don't live here. Mm-hmm. People don't live in the Commerce District and they don't stay outside. Okay. Uh, but there is, like, one of those solitary lanterns that hang out just on, like, a lantern pole just on the road into and out of Kresik. And, uh, yeah, same thing. And then it's just you see a man staring out at you and the lantern is kind of swaying in like the mountain wind and you can see his eyes are lit up and like egg-shaped in silver they're not like bright like glowing silver but they're reflecting candlelight and he's just staring up at the window what happens if i pull the curtain shut mostly and just kind of peer out through the crack Uh, he's still staring at you, and Peter, what are you doing? Well, I look at him for like a minute, and if nothing happens, I just close it back up, bar the window, and, I don't know, go back to sleep, I suppose. Alright. If you stare at him for long enough, uh, eventually the head moves, and you realize that the head was turned where those eyes were. And uh, there is a almost like a fish scale effect when the head looks at you of just like hundreds and hundreds of small little silver things on the face reflecting off the light, shifting around. Like it's covered in shiny things. Things moving? Yeah. Like dancing in the light. Ah, uh, shit. Um, I'm trying to think of something I could use to see closer without actually going outside, because Jesus Christ now. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. But it was a very quick, like, like... You know, you were looking at something that looks like that two eyes, and then it just snapped over and looked. Hmm. Can I see its actual eyes, or are there more? It's far away. Far away. Not a lot of light, and it's very dark out. <laughs> All right. Trying to think of a way I could see closer. Yeah. Both hmm. elves have some magic vision. <laughs> no, not really. Only elf, elf eyes. I see. I guess spy glasses wouldn't really be a thing, especially like it's nothing I don't. Spy glasses are a thing, but yeah, you might not uh, have them on them. Yeah, glasses kind of do that magnifying effect, don't they? Like gla- a glasses. Bit. No, not probably not enough. Yeah. Not not like you talking about like drink glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah, not really. Hmm. I guess I'm just gonna watch what this guy does because he's staring up here, or I thought he was. I guess he's not. Still, it's weird that someone is outside, covered in something. Money. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep spying on him. Alright, eventually the lantern burns down and you can't see them anymore. 
I don't think I'm sleeping again tonight, so <laughs> Asher just sleeps in his room or sits in his room for most of the night. Sounds like time for a drink. Yeah. Actually, That's yes. Drinking. Well, time passes and you two eventually do nod off to sleep. Phineas. Yep. <coughs> yep, that's my name. You're wet. Okay. And awake. Sweat, urine. What does your bed look like? Um, it's a cot covered in sheets. Maybe a quilt thrown over it. All right. Um, you're covered in dew. Dew. Or like okay. precipitation. Okay. I will scrape something along my body and collect that into a beaker for future investigation it's dark out oh it's not morning no like you wake up on your bed oh and it's dark in here and there's only your bed and you're covered in moisture okay so i'm not in my room you're on your bed we can check out the bed <laughs> Imagine you're in a room that's completely black, and there's yep. a very weak spotlight on you and your bed. And that's it. I will look around my bed, where I normally have piles of junk and contraptions, nothing. No. Can I sense anything in the darkness? Any sound? Any emotion? You hear dripping. You hear air blowing. You smell acrid, salty, like, like very pungent smells. Um, but it's very dark. I will wait. I'm not gonna get off and do anything. I'm not that brave of a person. That light above your bed flickers. Because it was a literal light, not a metaphorical one, when I said imagine. I scream in terror. It's a good response. It's a good response. The light goes out. Okay. I... You didn't look up at it, did you? No. Good. That's I can... a good instinct. <laughs> that's, that's playing a horror video game instinct right there. When I play, I keep my camera pointed at my feet the entire time. <laughs> I continue screaming until I am hoarse. And then I huddle on the bed. Alright. Eventually the night passes. And you wake up in your bedroom. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Wait, no, I'm sorry. I got that all wrong. Uh, just you forget died. that last part. Because uh, you do wake up in uh, your very sleep areas hearing that screaming. It's okay. Jesus Christ, you're loud. <laughs> yeah, you're both in the same dark area and all you hear is screaming like you're on like whatever furs and straw you're on you're on your bed what the fuck uh i reached out for my rifle was it on your bed well the night next to it, i suppose was it on your bed sure I then see you're it. good this is the important question <laughs> At the end of his thing, I assumed he was sleeping huddled up. Yeah, exactly. Grabbing it like a teddy bear. <laughs> well, always sleep with your rifle. Because never know when you need it. Yeah, it's just pitch black in here. 
Okay, um, Asher's gonna start walking with his fist out, like, just ready to clock something in the head if it's... When you get off your bed, uh, your foot, like, you're, you're touching from the ground beneath you, your foot kind of, like, feels like cracks and crevices made of, like, uh, a coarse stone. The ground's not altogether solid, but it's not, like, loose. Okay, so does it feel like it's gonna collapse immediately? No, but you're walking over, like, very thin, like, cuts into stone. I'm gonna dig my nails into my arm and try to figure out if this is a dream or, uh, whatnot. Do I feel actual pain? Yep. Okay, okay, so it's not just sensation. It's... Shit, shit, okay, okay, just... Not gonna Still look screaming. Do <laughs> you recognize the screams? Yes. Oh. I guess I'm gonna run over that way. Towards the screams. Oh boy. Alright, you keep running, and how are you gonna be navigating in the dark? Hmm. I don't have any sort of night vision, if that's what you're asking. If only we had those night vision goggles. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, God! <coughs> I'm no good without my gadgets. I have no noticed as a skill, so that might help. How will you use notice, though? How are you going to navigate through here? Uh, hand out, kind of feeling wall for walls or anything like that. And uh, I guess I'm going to do the whole trick with a maze, where you just keep your hand on the left wall. And, uh, or are you there? run forward, you're not finding any walls. Shit. You're, you're vaguely, like, your feet, like, I don't know if you slept in your boots or whatever, but your feet are touching stone, and the stone is different, and you're just missing, like... You know, knee or shin high things. Bare ass feet, so, um. Huh. Guess I'm gonna try to, um. Take a few moments to, like, keep my eyes closed and keep blinking and kind of try to adjust to the darkness so I can actually see a bit. Get my net vision going. The darkness is like water. Like when you go really deep into a lake and it's nothing but black, it almost has a tangible inkiness to it. Okay. So, what are you doing? Well, I tried to figure out my bearings, what's going on here. But yeah, I think I prefer to camp here than try to go explore the dark. Screaming. Well, it's his screaming, not mine. Oh my god. <laughs> well, rifle pointed and just camping. Like in the trenches, only less wet. Yeah. Does the screaming sound like it's coming from like above or below, or it sounds like it's echoing? That's even more disorienting. Okay, maybe following sound rather than a sight or feeling sounds like the best idea. Trying to figure out where the it's kind of echoing from. All right. After a while. Uh, you eventually see, like, a little dim pinprick of light that's, like, flickering. Well, that seems like the wisest thing to go running towards, so light is good. It was an anglerfish. <laughs> so yeah, just go barreling in that direction. Alright. Eventually, uh, though, you start to kind of... The, the light's very dim, like, only maybe, like, you know... Five, ten foot radius around the bed. You're starting to uh, see an outline in the light. I'm not going to go right towards it, actually. 
Like, when I see the outline, uh, he's just gonna shout out, like, Finn. Is that you? You're screaming, you hear someone's voice. Okay. <clears throat> I will attempt to get myself under control. It's fair. Hmm. It's fair, it's a good reaction. <clears throat> yes? Oh, fuck, okay. Uh, just keep talking to me, okay? Okay. I'm gonna follow your voice. Um, do you know what's going on? Screaming stopped. That's good. <laughs> Screaming I... stopping is usually bad. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I mean, at least whatever was haunting you finally finished it and now can eat, I suppose. Jesus That'll Christ. be nice and full. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I will, uh, I will babble through whatever pops into my head. Probably just go through the periodic table, recite my favorite ions. Gold, that kind silver, of yep. uh, the human soul. Carbon. As I know it. <laughs> Earth, air, aether, fire, phlogiston, uh, strontium. Yeah, I got no idea where we are. There, when'd you reach... Uh, did you wake up in your bed, too? Yes. You're, you're looking at his bed. It's literally right there. Okay, so I actually see you. Yeah, you've walked up to him. Okay, okay. Uh, you're good with like minerals and shit. Yeah, you're you're shouting about him. What's this floor made out of? I will take a look at the floor. Uh, all right, you get down and look at the floor that your bed's sitting on, uh, with the light. It's um, it's cave stone, like deep, deep cave stone. <clears throat> uh, it's uh, sedimentary. Uh, looks like we're down pretty deep. Uh, it doesn't look like it's exposed to air a lot, or to light. So often. like the mines. Is that what you're saying? Much deeper cut. Even deeper. Well, at least it's not floor made of faces. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, the, the stone cut is like, um, how do I best describe it? Imagine this floor like a deck of cards on its side. But each individual card is just like a foot or two away from it. Yeah. But just stacked up like that forever. So like if you dropped a coin down, it would go straight down. It's an easy way to break your leg. Yeah, you'd get your foot stuck in and just twist it. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Well, you lucked out, Kevin. Um Have you seen either of the others? Yeah, I ain't seen anyone but you. Is his face still bloody? His nose is bleeding, but okay. like not. Yeah, it's not a horror show. Okay. <coughs> yeah, uh, was... What happened to your face? Uh, I don't know. Woke up with it. Happened sometimes. Thought it was uh, what, what did the doc call it? Uh, an ulcer, but no, just just my nose. What did the doc call it? My terrible lifestyle choices. Yes. Basically that. Um, what's that light? Like, can I take a look at that? Oh, you look up? Yeah. At the light? Yes. Um, it's hard to see from here. It looks like it's pretty far up, and it's like spotlight focused on here, kind of swaying and flickering. Huh. Do you think that's the way out? <clears throat> if it's swaying, probably not. 
Also, I should just stark naked save for his fucking furs, so. So it's just like. I'm in one of those old timey nightgowns with like the little. Little cap? Little pom pom? Classy. There, uh, I'm gonna climb on your bed and see if I can get a better look. Uh, I don't know if we can find rope around here or. What direction did you come from? Uh, I was I was moving in all sorts of directions. I think kind of, he just gestures in the direction he came from. Just woke up here. Uh, thinking if we can tie enough sheets together, maybe we can throw it up there. Maybe haul us out. I mean, you got your bed. Is your bed made of any you know removable components? Um, I mean, it's a standard wood bed. I mean, is it like our couch is fine, but we add parts to it to fix it when it breaks. I mean, you don't think I even make something out of it. That's true. I'm sure it's on some kind of little rocking mechanism. Just or it has like a ratcheting system to turn it into a futon. Yeah. That's, this yeah. is all I'm asking. Your character seems to be this trust together. MacGyvert. Um, well, I mean, there's a few springs, gears, to pull out the stuffing. Just give me a little height and uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, stretch here could probably reach it. Okay. Alright, so you two are going to work together, um, how about you roll? See how successful this pulls off with your engineering or your, your, your physical science. hacking. Okay. <laughs> um, your real world hacking. Artifice would be what I would roll? Yeah. That blows up. Yeah, roll it again. 13. Perfect. Two raises. So two raises. Yeah, two raises. That's not bad. Nice. So we convert the springs that rock it back and forth through a bit of a jack system that ratchets right. it up. And you're able to get like a catch. You're able to catch it and pull it down. Like it drops and you have to like catch it in the mm -hmm. back. Uh, when you unfurl it, it is a ugly thing that's giving off uh, kind of green yellow light around you. Or green blue light. An ugly thing. Like... It's um, you know, it's a probably about you know, yay big with the size of a milk jug. Mm -hmm. Um, it's made of like uh, <coughs> iron and copper, and has like a hissing, moving bits to it, and has like spikes coming out of it, mm -hmm. and a glass chamber that is giving off blue green light. What what's giving off the light specifically? Like inside? liquid inside. Can you have an alchemy roll on? I was about to say, do you have alchemy? Yep. So yeah, there's, um, like, like, uh... I'm gonna use Benny. 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 God damn it. Six. Oh, hey! Nice. Nice. Exploded. Ooh-wee. Nine. Nice. Raise. <clears throat> uh, okay, so this, this, this... Thing you have has yeah. uh, two like small like chambers and like a pumping system, mm -hmm. and they're very slowly pumping uh, material into the main chamber that's giving off the light. Um, it's luminal. That means that this thing has got a duration on it as well. It's yeah. not indefinite, which means that someone fills it. Probably specifically to uh, give you light. Well, did you not have any light? Oh, no, I just woke up and... You totally did. Oh, wait, did I? Yeah, there was a creepy spotlight over all three of you. 
Well, it doesn't matter now. Why don't we use this to try to find a way out? Basically, looks like a water clock that's also a lamp. The luminol is mixing in with another, you know, material to actually activate its bioluminescent properties. It's the glow. material looks like blood. <laughs> right. The creepy uh, glow stick. It's a lantern. Can we figure out any way to make sure that we walk in the same direction? Like, and not just twist an S around? Uh, I mean, the you got a, like, you got anything on you? I uh, just might. Head down. Alright, is there like loose rock or anything around? I mean, we could follow yeah. the grooves. Alright, here's an idea. You lead the way, and I'm gonna follow behind and uh, mark up the floor. Okay. And we'll, we'll just probably take, take a metal bit from the bed, even, yeah. and use that to scratch up. Yeah, yeah, that way I wouldn't have to crouch. All right. Okay, so, so we just pick a direction, and we start walking off together. Hmm. All right. And so you sound more and more like Kingdom Death. It's actually a coincidence. <laughs> with lanterns. I know. I know. Flow. I'm aware. <laughs> it's actually a funny them. coincidence. But it's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're you're just alone there, hanging out. They'll never find your body. You'll never be clean, Justin. Well, I guess after a while, if I hear nothing, and then I'll start exploring. And oh, was this light there? I'll go ahead, put my back nets thing, and maybe get it down as well. All right. Uh, all right, you have what you're, you're able to like kind of yeah. get your thing down. It is. It's a wet mesh fisherman's sack, uh, full of mollusks that when they like they're bivalves, so when they open and stuff, they're giving off like an interior light. Mm. Neat. Mm. Bioluminescence. Well, it's a lantern. Yay. Well, I guess I can start exploring with this now. I don't know. Grab some sheet from my bed, wrap myself up, and uh, walk with a lantern and a gun. See where that leads me. Eventually, the two groups are going to meet up at your bed. Oh, shit. There you are. All right. Like, you see a light coming towards you, and you see a light coming towards you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Game over. (laughs) Well, I'm not walking in front, so... And there's a third light that you're approaching. Hmm. The one that's over his bed? Presumably. Uh, Well, as soon as we see the other light, I'm going to call out. What are you going to call out? Hello? Who goes there? Unclean. Unclean. Is it you, Phineas? Yes. Oh, great. This is Jack. You sound so thrilled. Also, hey, it's Asher. I'd say it's good to see you, but that means you're here too, which is not great. Uh, so what was that screaming about? 
I was horrified. Oh? And what's horrified you? Wow. <laughs> You're gonna be a dick about this. I mean, is there something else I should be afraid of about here? Did something try to murder you? Uh, it's amazing. You might want to be afraid of your inability to empathize with your fellow man. We're doing this in scary <laughs> land. This is amazing. Well, I'm wondering if there's something bigger here that we should worry about. Well, I'm glad that you're with us. Hmm. Your, uh, your lantern's looking a little different. You get that from above your bed? Yeah, it's a little bioluminescent. We should thing. check what yours is. I mean, I guess, some, yeah. You got some mollusks here. What do you have? Well, they won't starve. Now, what do you have? What the shit's in there? It's an uh, alchemical contraption. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Let's leave it at that. All right. Let's get yours down. Asher just tilts his bed onto the side and uh, climbs up that. All right. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. You climb on up, and there is a... Yeah, there's a similar lantern out there. It's shaped very much like a Barovian sort of like like the lantern sees around town, mm-hmm. but it's running off of um, like spirits, Jeez. liquor or yeah. okay, no, not, not a burning ghost, ghost. <laughs> not the soul of a forsaken orphan. Well, we won't starve and we won't uh, we won't be unhappy. Just climbs down with that. Is there a way to open it? Look like yes. There's a way to open a lantern. <laughs> Let's. You gonna drink the flaming alcohol? No, we might. We might need the illumination. We'll see how. We'll see how desperate things get. What direction did he come from? The other way. Different direction than what you were. Is it like from. opposite of where we came? Not opposite, but from a different direction. Okay. Then we'll pick one of the two directions that's equidistant. From where we came from and head off at that. Hmm. It's just the three of you. It, the, your, the lanterns you have together are kind of pushing back in the darkness, but it feels like it's a living thing almost. Like it's dancing at the edges of your various torchlights. <sighs> Don't starve. Let's keep the lights out in different directions, maybe. Shed as much light as we can. I, uh, I ain't so. Fond of the idea of just wandering around in the dark in any direction. Have we seen any walls so far, or is no. it just. No walls, no ceilings. Off the floor. Ladders were on rope. Mm-hmm. With no ceiling. Not that you can see. How well can you climb? Pretty damn well, actually. Uh, I guess that's. Give you a boost. Yeah, I guess we'll go back and. Uh... That's actually a thought. Never occurred to him that like we haven't seen a roof, but there was a rope. There you go. All right. Uh, I guess I'm gonna climb up mine. Yeah, it's the closest one to us. All right. The first uh, few meters are gonna be pretty easy, yeah. but then you're going to have to get a bit trickier because the rope is damp and oily as you go up. Not because it's a trap or anything, but because there's moisture in the cave system. All right. Um, I'm just gonna slide back down. Hey, uh, Phineas, I'm going to rip off some of your uh, little gown there. I did it for hand wraps. 
Okay. There's a bed right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. down. Was his bed. Oh, yeah, and uh, pile up some of these blankets. If I fall, I'm not intent on bleeding out here. Okay. You sure? Mm-hmm. Your lamp uh, goes out. My lamp? Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'm... Is it because the liquid is done reacting, or because there's yeah. no more liquid in there? He's blood. <laughs> the luminol's run out. The luminol yeah. isn't reacting with it anymore. Well, you're dead. Um, <laughs> can you actually rig something up so that I'm attached to the rope? Like a harness? Uh, tie you up to the rope? Yeah, not. I could try and... <laughs> Make you a harness. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll try. More advanced than I'll that. try and build like, you a harness. Kind of rigged up a bit. Like do actual rope work and such. Like we've got metal here that we can kind of bend around, just various bed parts. It's not weird sciencey, so I'm going to use repair, which I believe is the catch all for this kind of Plus, this man just kind of sleeps in his full artillery. So I mean, wow, seven. I succeed. Nice. Yeah, you're able to get a rudimentary harness and a little safety area under it. Perfect. Okay, then I'll uh, I'll climb. All right, he heads up. Your models start getting really dim. Did you go up with your lamp, or did you leave that down here? Uh, he attached it to his back. Perfect. <laughs> Just catch fire. Oh shit, this rope is covered in oil. <laughs> Goddamn bitch, D. And he falls down on his back, on the bed, breaks everything. <laughs> my jar full of bees! <laughs> Burning alcohol spreads everywhere. Oh no! <laughs> okay, guys, time for a new game. It was a good attempt, guys. Christ. It was you a good die attempt, guys. You sleep. I guess we'll play Star Wars now. Pew pew. Alright, make a roll. Okay. I get two d6s then. It's a better roll. And I got a success. It was a five, so. Alright, you climb about 30 feet. Okay. And uh, it's still going up. Your lantern's flickering. Ah, oh, shit. Don't do that to me. It's full of liquor. Is the liquor just burning out, or is it just... I mean, you have to start... It's right. on your back! So you, you start, start swinging wildly! <laughs> yeah. The bottom of the rope starts swaying about for a moment before you realize this shit. This is a really stupid idea. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the rope shifts from the top. Uh, oh, God. Please don't unhook. <laughs> Ezra, I've been a really good person. Just <laughs> I deserve. I don't deserve this. You owe me. The lantern goes out, and you feel like you're in free fall. What uh, what bed were you guys at? Mine. His bed. The three of you wake up in your bedroom. As the dawn hits. Awesome. Well, that was weird. Uh, how are we looking this morning? I feel alright. Kind of grimy. Your nose bleeds. You know, your scrapes and stuff on your feet. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened. Yeah, Asher's gonna have a few drinks before heading out to meet the others at the tavern, I guess. Or we usually meet. He doesn't go anywhere. We're at your bed, right? So we're already in the cat's cradle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, you all woke up here? Yeah. I'll have a stiff one myself. Uh, sure, let's have a drink before we go and get changed. Wait, you... Like, You're all in the same room. Okay. Yes. Huh. 
Your door is ajar. Not that it's a jar of things, it's open slightly. Thank you, Devin. Just wanted to be sure you knew. Yeah. I had to specify. Was the jar of bees? Is there anything on the doorknob? Uh, no. Any sign on the door that, like, it's been tampered with, or, like, No, it's just a jar. Huh. Again, open, not thing that holds things. Well, that was scarring. (laughs) Good word. Yeah, that's a word for it. So, uh, let's not talk about it again. So, have you seen that silvery thing by the gates? You're going to have to be more specific. You mean the man with the silver crawling all over him? Something like that, yeah. Um, no. What? In the night, there was something by the gates that looked weird. Had silver eyes. Those weren't eyes. No? It was, uh, they were crawling all over him like insects. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. This or what we've been through. I mean, I'm pretty sure that counts as stuff we've been through, but, uh... Fuck, man. Um... Takes another long drink before continuing. So we still got like a week before we hear back from that. Uh, what was she? A priestess? Chaplain. Chaplain. What? Charlie Chaplin. What was her name? Chaplin. Why is that one? Brooks dress like Hitler. What was uh, her name? Vrook. Vrook? Yeah, Chaplin Vrook. VR okay, probably. VR Rex's are. Right, we were going to go out into the forest today. Yeah. Still uh, still feeling up for that? I mean, yeah, might as well. Yeah, just let me let me get my gear. Yeah, let's go, go back changed. and I'll grab all my gadgets and backpacks and assorted stuff. I'll you go home and your house is fine. Nothing's out of order. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good, you weren't locked out of your own house and let me <laughs> teleported out of them. Your door is slightly ajar. Front door or the yeah, it's a real door. But the front slightly ajar. It's got a bit of glass in it. So someone will close it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They might check on everything, but they're somehow burgling, burgled into the house. Everything seems in order. No prints or anything. No footprints. No. Okay. Well, gear up, close the door, and head out. The same with all of your various houses. Mm. Uh, like your bed's fine, everything's in order. Was the front door of the inn open as well? Uh, if you mention it to one of the people who works there, yeah, it was open in the morning and they just closed it. That'd be really troublesome. Like, Yeah, but they're, uh, they're going to talk to someone about it. Mm. Someone's getting a beating. Yeah. Was on the door duty this night. Right? But I think that's a good place to end the session for the night. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. As the conspiracy deepens. Oh my. So, I was Devin, Tyler, Kevin, and Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off. Mm-hmm.